0: So you you're saying, uh, just talking a little bit about the sleep apnea, about how a lot of people, they get sleep apnea, they got to try out different masks and stuff, and they're not willing to kind of go through that trial and error uh, to find the good fit that's going to obviously improve their sleep and improve their life in the long run. And I think, you know, before we get into the topic that we're going to talk about today, I think that's very fitting for just kind of life in general and a lot of, especially high school kids, that... Don't have the patience to kind of go through the grind to get that long-term payoff, um, whether it is through sports or they want to. Yeah, you know, they have an idea. They want to start their own YouTube channel, or they want to start, you know, be an influencer on Instagram or whatever the case is. Uh, people start things and it doesn't work out the way they want it to in a month, and then they quit. And I think what you were saying about sleep apnea fits right into that.
1: Well, it's for sure, um, like. I know that when I was in high school, like, even even you when you were in high school, right, we, we, we all, we both, or every high school man or male, I don't want to sound sexist, but I'm only coming from my perspective because I'm a dude, um, is we have a, a hard time uh, understanding the word patience, you know what I mean? Um, we have a hard time uh, not getting what we want when we want it. I know that when I was in high school, if I wanted to, uh, like, so I was big into like strength training when I was in high school, even now. And I wanted to get a 220, when I first started bench, when I first started working out when I was in grade nine, uh, I wanted to get to 225, a 225 bench press more than anybody ever wanted to bench press anything. <laughs> when I at least that's what I, th- I was telling myself, right? Yeah. So what do, what do I do? I bench press like I became what we call the what we called in in uh, at Birchmount a, a bench bitch, <laughs> someone who just sat on the bench press all day long and just bench pressed all the time. Wait, what? What year did you say you started this? What this is? What when I was in grade nine. Oh, this, I, is, oh, this I, is like, right from the start of high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like when I like my uh, athletic uh, background or my athletic. Uh, history didn't really I didn't really have one before grade nine like I tried to join teams in elementary school and stuff like that but I was just never athletic enough for it and then grade nine I walked into Birchmount and I saw that they had this like weight room and all this stuff and like I see all these like grade 12 kids who were like super athletic looking and stuff like that and you know like I start getting the uh the jelly you know what I mean so I was like I was like, okay, I, I want to start doing this, and everyone's bench pressing. So, like, you know, bench press was the gold standard back then, mm-hmm. or even today it is. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm like, okay, so I'm going to start bench pressing because the weight room was open. The weight room was open after school for an hour, from three thirty till four thirty or something like that. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym every day after school and bench press. Mind you, I could only probably bench press back then like ninety-five pounds, maybe less than that. Yeah. Like a quarter's on each side. Uh, but but to me, I'm like, yo, that's not good enough. I need to be benching 225 tomorrow, <laughs> <laughs> because you know, the two plates on each side is like the gold standard. You you, in order for you to be like considered anything when you're first in high school, is you have to be able to bench 225, and then eventually you have to be able to bench press 225 for multiples of reps, et cetera, et cetera. But the the problem with that for me, and a lot of uh, kids in high school is that they don't understand that the progression from where you are now to like that goal can there's no real determined timeline, right? Nope. Like like I can't I can't say that okay, I'm going to go do this, you can plan. Don't get me wrong. Do not do not not plan in terms of like don't just don't just, you know, arbitrarily go through this journey. You should plan it, but I mean at the same time, do not put strict timelines on it because at the end of the day Things happen, right? Or things don't happen. So your patience towards that goal you're trying to hit <laughs> needs to be great because things, like life happens. Life is not gonna stick to what you want it to be. So I had this like, okay, if you're gonna bench press this today, then that today. Like I was already trying to like coach myself. Uh, I didn't have anyone directing me. So I, wanted to, I was already trying to coach myself that knowing how strength training worked had no education on it at all so I was like okay maybe just you know add two and a half pounds or per side per day and eventually you get to 225 really quickly false but that's a a whole other that's a whole other story but taking that same lesson to anything you do like all these high school like all these especially now when you see all these people getting what they want or are perceived to be getting what they want when they want it through Instagram or or YouTube videos or what people are putting out there on social media which does not necessarily mean that it's true but it's kind of teaching us or teaching us as human beings like oh all I have to do is X to get Y or all I have to do is Y to get Z it's not a it's not but it's not that simple Mm -hmm. Um, And the problem is the, the, the biggest problem is is that you start telling yourself that you need to get to this particular goal before this particular time and then when you don't get there at that particular time now you're going to be beating yourself up right and and that's the biggest that's the biggest problem for me is that you went into this thing you went into this journey that you wanted to start with positivity generally speaking like like for you Ian for like when you were getting started in your in your track career uh, like serious track like when you when you started when you found out that like I could do this for, for reals, you know you, what I mean like, yeah. like you probably were like, I want the Olympics tomorrow, you know what I mean type of thing and, and well,
0: well, actually, this is actually an interesting thing because I wanna I wanted to, I wanted to kind of talk about too because I think one thing sports does and why it makes people a little bit more patient is because you also do realize that like, there's some age and maturity that comes with sports. It's a lot easier oh, to yeah. see that for some reason. Like, well, and it's just because okay, if you're in seventh grade and you want to play in the NBA, well, the reality is you have to. <laughs> you got to go through high school. Mm-hmm. You got to play at least a year of college, regardless. Like, you is that have,
1: is that is that the case still?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's still yeah. So they didn't they, look Ron James. They they used to let you go straight out of high school. Right. Um, okay. There. I, I think LeBron... No, there was a class after LeBron, I think, that they they they, they didn't allow you to do that, that anymore because, yeah, um, uh, yeah they... Cause I think it was Carmelo. Yeah, Carmelo, because that was why he went to Syracuse. Like, he would have never... He would have went straight out of high school. But, yeah, there's a ton of guys now that would have went straight out of high school um, and straight to the league. So a, a sports does provide some more where you're like...
1: That's true. That's true. I didn't even think about that. Generally speaking, professional sports do at least.
0: Yes, at least, right? at least. But so then, for me, in terms of Olympics, I at least knew. Okay, like when I look at the Olympics, those guys are twenty-year-old men. So I at least need to get to being twenty, twenty-year-old, 20, twenty years old. So you at least have that little bit of that connect. But in saying that, there's still near goals where you're like, I want to be an awesome champion right away. I want to, I want to win right. this right away. I want, I want these things now, 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 yeah. now. And then yeah, it doesn't true. happen. You're just like, because I didn't win awesome my first year. So I was right. like, "Oh, I should have been a provincial champ. My brother won. Why didn't I win?" And you and oh, yeah, and and you want you want it now. So um, I would definitely agree. It's still there. That impatience is still there, but um, you. It's a little bit easier to see that. Okay, if I want to get that long term goal, I at least have to go through you know some years because I need to be a twenty year old man to get there.
1: No, that's true. I didn't even. I, that's a good approach. To it. I didn't even think about that. It's true that uh, like without even without even thinking about it like everyone can everyone can say oh i want to be a professional basketball or i want to play i want to be a professional football player but but they know that if they're only 13 years old like that's you know you're not going to be a professional football player until you finished uh not finished but at least get two uh what is it three years three, in uh three years, three three years high school. yeah three yeah you have to be in college till you're a junior right yes um so at least you know that kind of thing but then again that's true if you if like you said, you wanted the more closer goals, like the provincial championships, and mm-hmm. then like when you were in a college, you kind of maybe you wanted the NCAA or, uh, or whatever. So like yeah, that's, it, it, you have to. The, 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 here's the, it's such a ch- tricky thing because because if you say if you say to them be patient, it's also you can't go too the too far the other side where you're just nonchalant, not not having any urgency at all, mm-hmm. right? So it's like you have to. You have to be c- careful in terms of like every single individual athlete is different. We all know that. Like that's not that's not new revelation stuff. It's every If you see somebody who's particularly eager or over eager, always like talking about I need to get to the league, need to get to the league. They, then you really need to throw patience. Like yo, chill out, dude. Like mm-hmm. one day at a time. But if you have someone who's already kind of like. Chill.
0: Then you need to push the urgency. Yeah,
1: yeah. Then you need to be like, yo. You need to you need to add a little bit of oomph to your training in terms of like not not necessary not not saying that people who are calm and collected don't train hard, but I mean in terms of like getting a little bit more motivated toward um, toward what you're tr- what you're trying to achieve. Yes. <coughs> Excuse me. I pol- apologize. Um, but. Uh, when you're taught when we're trying to talk like for high school athletes of your high school, if you're a coach of any kind dealing with like any athlete in high school, uh, it's so tricky specifically nowadays because they have so many things coming in to their into their like mainframe into their head, that it's hard to determine it's hard to, to get your voice heard properly you know what i'm trying to say ian Mm -hmm. oh for sure
0: because you're competing with every you like like a kid now can just be like oh my coach told me to do this workout but i went on instagram and they said right you can do this workout
1: and it's a better workout you know Mm -hmm. that's the biggest problem is that the internet don't get me wrong the internet is a lovely place in terms of you can find out so much stuff if it wasn't for the internet it wouldn't be it would It would be difficult for me to be getting through this sleep apnea thing I'm going through, right? (laughs) Because, like, I'm not getting any help from anybody else. But if I was a high school athlete looking to get, like, a program done or whatever, which is fine. Don't get me wrong. I'm not an advocate, advocate for you going out and spending hundreds of dollars on a coach if you don't have it. Like, you can find decent workouts on the Internet. But at the same time, there's a whole lot of shitty workouts on the internet <laughs> that that are not that you should not be be following. And the problem is, high school athletes don't know the difference. Yeah. Right. So if you're a coach, so you're not even. This is where I think that every single coach in high school should have some form of strength and conditioning, um, education. Not not necessarily like the in-depth stuff not talking about like you should know every single thing when it comes to like um energy systems and how to apply certain uh, movements and how to prescribe them properly and all this stuff that's not that's not what i'm talking about but you should have some idea of of basic structure uh in order for them to be like okay they come to you with this program they found on the internet right they come like that let's assume that's assuming that the athlete um respects you enough as a coach to actually come to you with the program because a lot of people they just won't they'll just do their own thing and then they'll do the the sport thing separately right mm-hmm. i know that a lot of people they'll just go do their strength training but never talk to the coach the, the sports coach about their strength training that's up to the coach to kind of ask those questions that need to be asked but if they come to you with this this um this program they come to you with this program they found on the internet you should be able to look at it and and know that okay that's good for the sport you're playing or if that's bad for the sport you're playing or or where you think that they should tweak it kind of like if you're a, if you're a shot putter right for example and the in in the program they say you need to be running 3k per or 3 3k a day no what shot putters running any amount that's 3k you know what i mean mm-hmm. like they just don't or like if you're a sprinter, and they're telling you to do um, max squats twice a week, right? You're gonna be toasted for when you're trying to run. Yep. That doesn't make sense. So like just those basic things, and and it's important if you're a if you're a high school coach, it's more so an emotional. Um, or psychological attachment you need to get with these these growing kids to in order for them to listen to you Right. I, I know that when I was in high school you, you let me know your uh, Your situation Ian, when you were your track coach in high school. Mm-hmm. So when I was in high school Our high school football coach <laughs> Was not necessarily the best when it came to that kind of thing. He was kind of a dick, but uh, but a, not a dick in the way that was productive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Judgmental, a judgmental prick, you know what I mean? Not a, not someone who like, you know, gave you shit because like you were doing something wrong or whatever, but just gave you shit just to give you shit. Like mm-hmm. there was no explanation. Just to mess your head up. Or, right, there's no explanation, at least that's my experience. Other people loved him and all this stuff, but that was just my experience. When, uh, but, but it didn't, it, it didn't help. It helped me in a way that I got pissed off, so I trained harder. I don't think that what was like, but the problem was that wasn't his intention, right? Like his intention wasn't to to piss me off and make me go work harder. That's not what it was. It was just because he was a dick. So there's a there's a fine line. If you know someone, no one athlete loves to get um, motivated by getting told that he's doing shit. Then you need to know that, and you can kind of get on them a little harder. But if you know someone's super sensitive, and like when you yell at them or something, they just like they internalize and they don't they just they get pissed off inside but they don't do anything outside then you know you have to treat them with a little bit more um, tact right so it's like you have to be like a psychologist basically when you're talking about all these like maturing kids because you don't know, they don't they don't really look at things the same way as an adult does right so like I don't know like let me know how, how like how your coach in high school yeah um,
0: so I think uh, track wise so here's where, here's where I was a little different and like... I'm fine with a coach that is, like, tough and is a dick and, uh-huh. and all that stuff. Like, I can deal with that stuff. But where, where it's kind of an issue for me, I don't do well with the dicks that are just a dick just to be a dick. Right. <laughs> because of the fact that I work really hard. Like, uh-huh. I was always a hard worker, so I'm going to give you everything. So if I'm giving you everything and you're still just being a dick and you're not being encouraging at all... Like, to me, I'm like, I don't have anything more to give you. Like, this is... You're literally getting it all. I'm coming out here every single day. I'm trying to lead. I'm trying to give you everything I have. Um, But I I agree. I think that you have to know that individual and you have to truly build that personal relationship with them for that um, athlete to really thrive and for you guys together to reach your your kind of pinnacle. If that's not there, that means the trust isn't fully there. And if the trust isn't fully there, even if you do everything that coach says, in the back of your mind, you're going to be like, hmm. I don't really know about this, but you're still going to do it anyway. just out of respect for being on the team and you have respect because they are the coach. Um, but that's, that, that, yeah, that, that was what I, I, I really found. And um, the other thing I think that you, you touched on, I think is really huge is when you're talking about patience and the urgency and that, that, that kind of switching back and forth between them. I think a good way to look at that is like day to day, you're urgent, but in the long run, you're patient. And like, I even think that that's what helped me get through co and, just the, the, a lot of the development and stuff like that. It's like day to day, I'm like, let's go. Like, we got to move. We got to be quick. We got to keep making these changes. We got to keep getting better. We got to be willing to fail, make mistakes quickly and reiterate and try again and, and, and keep going just like you in the sleep apnea mass. Like, it's just failure. Try again, try again, try right. again. And then exactly. Then you get it. But at the same time, in the long run, you have to realize that like, you're only going to move so fast and you have to be patient and it's going to feel slow day to day sometimes. But when you look back after a year and you see where you are and where the product is, it's gonna be like, wow, this is amazing. I think that that same principle uh,
1: applies to sport really well. No, that's, you're, you're you're right 100%. It's like, it it's so hard because we're, I'm talking from a 20, like hindsight standpoint, sure. like we're both talking from a hindsight standpoint. I, I, it's so hard to get in, like if you're a coach out there and you're trying to get into your, uh, into your high school athlete's mind it's you have to know that that the in trying to get someone to be patient is it's kind of hard i'm sure like because you're a father ian you're your your daughter's nowhere near high school age yeah. at all yeah. but you can kind of tell even when they're kids specifically kids that they don't they, when they're hungry, they're hungry, you know what I mean? Or like when they want to sleep, they're tired and stuff like that. And and that kind of it gets extrapolated when, when you get all these high school athletes who who are hyper, hyper focused on a goal, right? Like, like if you're a, an athlete, generally speaking, you have some end in mind. You know that you may want to make it to the bigger level and you know that you may want to play in college or or, or I could be completely wrong and maybe you just you're just playing high school sports because it's fun for, for high school and, and it's it's helping you build a resume either way um, the problem the, these hyper focused and hyper eager athletes it's hard to as specifically for myself to be like yo calm down you know what I mean only because only because that is that that eagerness and that focus and that like drive to do something better or be something better, is is so rare in a lot of people nowadays. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They, they they just don't have that motivation to go to the to, to be a bigger uh, to be a bigger influence on on other people. And and it's so it's so it's like a dichotomy in terms of like you want to push that drive and you want to push that eagerness, but at the same time let them know that that eagerness and that drive can be a hindrance in the short term in the long term. It's great. Mm-hmm. But in the short term, you trying to push right. super hard every single day is just going to get you hurt. Um, either mentally or fi- like literally physically hurt. Yeah. Um, yeah so it's, I, I, it's I, so
0: well, I'll tell you what, man, I, I always tell this story. And I'm happy you brought up like just from the being a parent standpoint, because one thing I would say with my parents, one thing my parents were really big on is like, Making sure that we knew that they were that they ran things like this is oh, okay. like this isn't like you, we pay the bills you this ain't no democracy no it's not one hundred percent so one thing I remember that my parents used to do I remember as a kid they they work out my parents worked out a lot when like, like they were but we were really small they were bodybuilders right so we'd go to the gym and we'd just sit in the lobby like we would just wait. Like no oh, in the gym? T- yes. No toy I, I spent a lot of time at Gold's Gym as a kid, <laughs> just in the lobby, just three years old, just chilling. And we were expected <laughs> to behave ourselves and just wait. And one thing my mom always would say, too, is, like, if we were hungry and my mom was always, like, and, and we, I had this, like, this talk with her as an adult, like, if we were hungry and or wanted a snack, they'd be like, okay, yeah, like we're, we're, we'll get it for you. But, like, when I'm done doing whatever I'm doing. Like, I'm not going to right. stop. The whole world doesn't revolve around you. I'm not going to stop what I'm doing immediately just because you want some crackers. Like, it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, it doesn't work that way. And, like, that's one thing I do because even with Ivy, like, my daughter, she'll she'll cry and she, she wants stuff. And it's like, well, we're going to get it. But you're not going to die because you don't get your bottle right, right now. You're going to be fine. And a- after some time she you can see like the crying starts to become less and less and then it's like she's chills it's like okay i he he realizes that i'm hungry i'm gonna get it and she realizes that and i i think a lot of it does start with the with parents and 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 coaches and teachers instilling and doing things purposely to be like you need to wait like it can happen this is going to come but you have to wait for this and purposely putting those things in because right now everything in life is working against that. Instagram, everything's instant, 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 instant. I wanna see something, I'm gonna look at it right now. I want something on the internet. It hasn't popped up fast enough. My internet's not working fast enough. This isn't fast enough. That's not going fast enough. Everything is about speed. And then all of a sudden when it's like, oh, wait a minute, I have to wait three years to like, I have to do three years of training. Like I have to do this every single day for three years. I have to stretch every single day. Like, are you serious? Like I don't just, I don't just stretch once and my whole body is good.
1: No, that's true. That's, that's actually a really good point that, uh, you need to delay the satisfaction for a lot of people because that, that in itself will help train them to be a little bit more patient when it comes to their goals and stuff like that. That's actually a good point. I didn't even think about it like that in terms of like, if you want, if Technically speaking, if you're a coach of a, of a team sport, or not even any sport, you're basically the, the parent for the time that you have them. For sure. Like, the, for the time that you are you are dealing with these kids, and or... Especially the amount of
0: kids that don't have fathers in their life. And typically speaking, oh, yeah. most coaches, yeah. not not all, most, but a lot of coaches, there are more male coaches than there are female coaches. So you you are like a father figure, and a lot of people see their coaches like fathers in their life. Like I have my father in my life and I still saw some of my coaches like like father figures.
1: It's true. It's true. It's you have to I was watching this but that you should watch it if I don't know if you have or not. Which which one's Snoop Dogg actually.
0: Oh yeah, I I was I I saw the first episode. I got to the part with the coach that like swears at them like crazy. <laughs> oh my god, dude! <sighs> oh, I've never was, seen a guy. A guy was, swears more than I do. I was like, dying, yo, and and it was funny because the, they were interviewing the mom and they're talking and she doesn't like it. Yeah, which I can
1: understand. And, obviously. And, but the stuff he was saying, I was oh, dying, no. man. It was pretty funny. So that's an interesting – It's interesting that when you look at it from like, okay, I'm watching a show, but mm-hmm. I always – when I watch TV shows, I try to get the most out of it. I don't watch it. And I'm like Snoop Dogg is like the guy who swears, but he swears when he needs to swear. Yeah. Like he says the N-word a lot, mm-hmm. but I mean that's whatever. I'm not – that's his whatever. That's his thing. But he he's like more of like the, the guy you look up to, you know what I mean, like the father figure of the whole – group and then you got like the other guy who's like the motivation uh, he wants to be the motivator but i mean he does it in such like a negative way it's just like it's constantly swearing and i'm just like holy shit dude chill out with the swearing these they're and we're not talking about high school athletes we're talking yeah, about they were kids. younger than high school yeah, yeah. and yeah. Yeah, and my my thing is with that is like I I get
0: I get where these traits coming from from the side of like you know life is real we gotta show them like you know right how, and I and I get that side of it but at the same time you don't want to make it where it's not fun anymore you know No, for like that time. can be like to go to practice day in and day out and 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 deal with that is
1: like and just get just get sworn at for two hours just like nonstop getting your ass reamed by a coach because like for no reason too sometimes you remember the. You only watched, how many episodes did you watch? Yeah, I only watched that first one. There's a kid, there's a, a kid, uh, he's, uh, I believe he's Mexican, mm-hmm. and uh, and that coach, I don't know what it is, but he, like, just does not like this kid. Mm-hmm. But the kid's a good player. He trains super hard. Like, they show him, like, working out on his own. We're talking about, like, like a 12-year-old kid, right? <laughs> yeah. Like And he and he goes to, like, a gym like that's, like, super high-tech and stuff, and he, like, works out super hard. And he trains like an animal, and he does. He plays well, but this coach just does not like him for some reason. Like he makes one mistake, and he gets pulled out of the game. Mm. Like and like, it's like he doesn't go back in either. It's not like okay, like you know, like sometimes during a football game, if a guy jumps offside, he gets pulled off for the for the play. Yeah, he goes back in. Yeah, like no, it's not like that. It's like he makes like one mistake, and he's out for the game. Like just like, just crazy shit like that. So it's like, it's like okay. Uh, now we're talking about kids who are before high school. Like, we're not talking about kids in high school. Like, kids in high school are a little bit more mature. Now you're talking about, a, like, maybe this kid, you don't know if this kid is responding well to what you're doing. For all Because when you start doing that to a kid, because when I would coach when I was coaching the youth football teams, if you did that to a kid, you either got one of two kids. You either got the kid who yelled back at you mm-hmm. in terms of, like, gave you shit talk back right or you got the kid who didn't say a word just broke down right? inside yeah like who just who just took what you said and just didn't do anything about it just sat there that's the kid i worry about mm-hmm. you know i i can handle the kid talking shit back to me because then i can be like you don't talk back to me and give them a lesson right mm-hmm. but the kid who just like takes it and then just goes and sits in the corner and doesn't say anything to anybody until, you know when they say something, they say something after practice to mm-hmm. their other players yeah. or to their parents, mm-hmm. right? So now, then all of a sudden, <laughs> this happened all the time when, we were, when I was coaching Thunder, is the, then the next practice, the parent would come up to you and talk to you about what happened, right? Yeah. You, may, you may have not done anything wrong, you may have just like, you know, gave them a little bit of shit for not doing something correct, but they took it like you just ended their world, right? <laughs> But but they didn't say anything to you at the time, and they, and then it sits in their head, and then they go home and tell their parents, and then their parent comes and makes it a big deal, right? So it's 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 like you're basically like a psychologist, and a parent, and a sports coach, and a motivator all in one. And a lot of coaches don't understand that when it comes to dealing. Like if you're in a college, you have a kid, a guy or a kid still who. Who's kind of gone through all those messy parts of his life or her life, and they're now they're really focused on like performance and stuff like that, not like oh my girlfriend, oh my homework, oh my this, oh my that. Like a lot of people don't understand that high school is so much more than just sports, right? Mm-hmm. You, they may they may have problems at home, yeah. they may have problems with a with a girl or a guy, they may have problems. Um, In terms of like their homework, or they may have some form of learning disability, and and all these things need to be taken into account. I don't think uh, enough high school coaches get enough credit. In terms of, we're talking about a pretty vulnerable time in a kid's life, uh, specifically in high school. Mm -hmm. And and if you don't do it the right way, then you're looked at like then you're just like the guy who guy or girl. I say guy a lot because, like you said, there are more. Uh, male coaches than female coaches, um, but you're you're like the person who's just like now you're swerving kids in the wrong direction unintentionally, generally speaking. But if you take you have to it you have to be able to um, take a kid and look at them from an individual standpoint, like we said earlier, and know them if they if they need what kind of motivation they need if they need to be pushed harder on their education in terms of like did you get your homework done if you didn't get your homework done then you know you're not going to be able to get the grades in order to get to uh, college so let me I'm not I'm not 100% sure on this but when you go to get your NCAA like if you need to get when you get a scholarship yeah. there there is a minimum um, CPA sorry GPA that you have to get yeah, yeah, yeah. You have
0: there's a there's a minimum GPA that you have to get out coming out of high school and there's a minimum G- GPA you have to maintain
1: throughout your in time I, in, in college. And, and it's dependent on and it's dependent on each university's different?
0: Um, yeah, so the NCAA has a set minimum bar, which well, is do. what like so even when so, so even when schools have like hard schools have like um higher standards for like the normal students they usually lower it for athletes. Like, that's how they feel for right. teams. Yeah, yeah. Like, because, uh, like, like a school like North Carolina, North Carolina is a hard school. They would never have a football team. No one would, like, they wouldn't have any good athletes there if they were, like, oh. Oh, they have a really high standard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to be, uh, North Carolina and Duke. That's, so that's why North Carolina ended up being under that huge NCAA. Oh, I don't know if you've heard about this, but they were caught in a huge NCAA scandal because basically for years, they basically have been doing their homework for the athletes. Like, they have oh, these basketball shit. players and football players that they would never be able to go to North Carolina. But North Carolina was like, well, how are we going to get good at sports if we don't ever get in these athletes? So it's that it's that conundrum. Like, what's what matters more? Educating people and getting them through, you know, to be successful and holding a high academic standard or sports? and And obviously, time and time again... Sports wins because there's so much it's, money and prestige. It makes
1: money. It makes money for that. Yeah.
0: Like but... you don't know the University of Florida because they have academics or because of no no people know Florida because they made Gatorade and they have good football teams and even yeah. basketball and, they even won national so championship yeah. in basketball it and every single f-
1: and every single Florida athlete gets drafted by the New England Patriots. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no. one, one thing I did want to ask you though, I, I don't I
0: don't want to no, forget yeah, this. I wrote I wrote this
1: down. Um, yep.
0: One thing we and we've talked about this before, but I think how does what we're talking about it made me think of how I guess people are getting are, are maturing later and later in life. You know what like right. the like you go back in time, a sixteen year old could be getting married and you know taking care of
1: his oh yeah taking care of his family, oh, yeah. oh, of yeah. his
0: family. and now yeah. the what we say about a sixteen year old like kids are 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 like. We're saying they're kids longer and longer and longer. It's like, oh, you're, you're, still, you're still really young, you're still really young. But it's like, are you really that young? And um, no, how, how is, you know, the, just the role of putting more responsibility on kids and putting, we're, we're, we're really putting less and less on them and expecting less from them. And how is that playing into all this stuff we're talking about?
1: That's such an interesting concept. It's be, and I'm not a psychologist and I don't know enough to give you a full like answer yeah, but no, I can give you my I can give you my view yeah, yeah yeah so so for me so for me even from my standpoint like uh, it's interest it's interesting because I think that we're getting mature later and later in life in terms of like uh, a 16 year old is probably comparable to like I don't know a 23 year old now yeah in terms of like if you were to if you were to compare the two um, but I'll say that that the kids nowadays are far smarter than we were when we were kids. Mm-hmm. So I can, like, for example, um, my sister has a, a friend who just had a baby, and, and I mean, it they, they didn't just have a baby. He's a, he's uh eighteen months old, yeah, or something like that. Yeah. And, and and by this kid isn't isn't exceptional in terms of like he's not gifted. He just he was he was put like, in order to keep him from. In order to keep them, like, busy, they put, like, a, a, an iPad in front of them with, like, all these educational things on it yeah, and stuff like that. And this kid can unlock my phone without me even, like, doing anything. Like, I'll, I'll give him the phone, and he can unlock the phone, and then he can search things on my phone, right? I haven't, he hasn't used my phone before. Like, I gave him the phone, and he knew that this, like, a button on the side opens it, and then he knew that... If, I, if he pushed the, 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 the image over, it would unlock the phone. And then he can go, like, he starts, like, swiping. He starts, like, swiping the pages. Like, and this is a kid. Like, this isn't, like, a, an adult. Like, this is a kid. Like, swiping through the pages. Recognized an icon on, I guess, one of their parents' one of his parents' phone. Clicks on it. And, like, he can, like, search shit. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like, that can just be learned behavior. No big deal. But he can also, like, He already knows, like, all the shapes and shit and where the things are supposed to go and, like, all his – like, he's already made connections in his brain that I definitely did not make when I was that young, right? Or, like, I see, like, these nine-year-olds who can, like – who can, like, do things that I couldn't do when I was nine. Like, you think – you see all these, like – you know those, like, Chef Junior and stuff like that? yeah, yeah you think when i was that young i did not i was not even allowed to go in the fucking kitchen
0: well so 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 this is what's interesting about what you're saying too because i think what i think kind of part of the problem for us too is like we still kind of see technology as being like smart and like when now it's so normal that it's what they see all the time right But, but i will also counter and say this we weren't doing all that stuff because we were outside making connections with the real world.
1: Right, but, but then I can argue right back, saying that you we were, were outside making connections. Like I'm not I'm not arguing against it. Oh Trust no no me, no, no no no!
0: I know I know I know I, I just
1: I'm yeah. not, I, I would rather the kids be outside, like making real world connections with nature and stuff like that. Like that's yeah. that's not I'm not arguing against it, but but. If they're spending more time doing things that make more connections mentally, yes. in terms of, like, mathematics and stuff like that, yeah, like, yeah. they understand things better, or, but then there's the other, there's, a, I'll get to the negative side of that in a second, but then, like, but, but they're also missing out on, like, development physically, in terms of, like, specifically when they're kids, this is where important their brains like there has to be a balance their brains can absorb so much stuff when they're young mm-hmm. and they but they also need to be making those connections in the real world outside yes doing things with their hands making the eye hand coordination going you know what i mean and like getting real air and real vitamin d and stuff like that like there's a whole bunch of benefits to to going outside but a lot of kids just don't anymore but then there's also the negative side with this technology stuff if you're not if you're not a vigilant parent in terms of like making sure what their, their kid sees is controlled. Then you're talking about getting into like seeing like dead things too early mm-hmm. or like um, seeing like sexual content far too early. This is an issue that, that this I guess this like happened about four years ago that I was walking into a Tim Hortons one time mm-hmm. and we're talking about kids who are like ni- nine, like not old, like grade three at, at most. Like yeah. they were small Yeah, and they were talking about sexual shit that I had no idea that how the hell are you? No, know, like they were saying words that were just like, Whoa, mm-hmm. wait, what? And like, I'm like, How are they talking about this type of shit when they're not? Right? So it's because they see it on the internet, then no one had, had like shielded them from it mm-hmm. yet. So like they've or they they're talking about it like they understand it and like all this stuff, but but moving forward and like moving away from the like the children. Um, The prob the problem is like you say There's a movie called failure to launch in terms of like I think that's a term for kids that stay at home for too long And then they just don't leave because they become comfortable in it Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's happening so much today for a couple of reasons Maybe people may call me call bullshit on what I'm about to say, but it specifically in Canada I don't know so much in the States because like the real estate market and stuff like that is actually pretty good down there uh, in terms of like, depending on where you live, of course, but here specifically in Toronto and like Ontario, in order to get like a decent house, you got to have a million dollars, if not more. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the jobs kind of didn't, they didn't scale at the same rate that the real estate market scaled. For sure. Right. So like, and I'm not saying it's the only factor cause it's not, but it's definitely a factor that, like, you're a kid and, like, you come out of high school or you come out of university, right? You come out of university and and now you have this degree, but no one's hiring you for your degree. And a lot of times people don't have the entrepreneurial mindset like me and you do and where we figure out our own shit. We do our own thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But they need a lot of people just need a job. They can't do it on their own. They want to have they want to work for somebody because it's less, they feel like it's less stressful. Fine. But no one wants to hire you. But then you end up getting a job that you feel like, okay, I, I need to just start making some money, get a, get the ball rolling. So you and and now you have this job that doesn't pay as much as you want it to pay. But now you need to, you're living at home again because you, you don't have any money. But you want to save up for this house, but you just you, they end up just not being able to catch up. Mm-hmm. So they stay at home, and then eventually they make enough money, and then they leave. But then at that point, it's like they're 30-something years old, right? Which is which is happening so often nowadays a lot of people stay uh, and, and I know that even a lot of thirty-something-year-olds they 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 thought they knew what th- this is also another factor they thought they knew what they wanted to do with their life but they really didn't and then they end up going back to school right and then when they go back to school they don't have a place to live so they live back home with their parents I know that this. I know I know at least three people just in my own life that that's happened to where they just they went to school for something um, and then they they told themselves they didn't want to do it anymore. I think that comes a lot to do has a lot to do with patience as well. They they, they didn't get the instant gratification after getting the degree and getting a job in the field yeah. that they wanted. So they're like, oh, screw it. I just, I'm, I'm, I can't do with being in a shitty city environment or what they consider a sh- a shitty environment. That doesn't necessarily mean it's a shitty environment maybe because they're a rookie they got told that they have to get coffee and all this kind of shit but they felt like oh my talents are being wasted uh this isn't what i wanted to do so they say fuck it and they go do something else right which which not like when your and your dad was young or when my dad was young and they got a job they they were just happy to get a fucking job yeah and they were and, happy to get a paycheck
0: yeah and and, and you know you know what man I, I was saying this so they they talk about this in um like persuasion books um Robert Cialdini. Yeah, yeah. His name is. Persuasion, yeah.
1: Persuasion, yeah. So
0: he he was saying how, with I think Crest, or there's some toothpaste brand, but they were saying that basically when they limited the options of toothpaste, people actually bought more toothpaste because it was easier right. to make a choice. Like, you go to the toothpaste thing, there's like 50 of these things mm-hmm. like tartar control and whitening. And same,
1: extra same with strength. deodorant. Yeah,
0: and deodorants like this too. There's so many. You're just like, what the heck? Yeah. But... I think that's what's kind of happened now. I feel like we just feel like we have so much choice in life that now people can't make a decision about anything. Oh, no, it's like, true. And, they, and, and, and the other thing is, and this is where I, I think, you know, I I was talking with uh, um, my, my college roommate about this. Uh, um, you know him. Um, well, now you, you talk. Oh, I guess you haven't got to actually talk to him yet, uh, Bryce. Right. But he was saying to me, um, the one thing that he was saying that like he's excited for like you know me having a child and to pass on to my kids is he's always felt like I've had a pretty good idea and like a, a purpose of what I want to do with my life compared right. to most people and it's really crazy because I feel like now more than ever people think they can do anything like they just think they have the talent for everything yeah. and I'm like yeah. you don't you're not talented at that many things like people no. have two or three talents and you yep. have to be able to say like i even though i might like these other things like i like music but i have no talent to actually participate right. in music you know and you're seeing so much more now people are just like oh i can do anything i could be an athlete i could be a musician i could be a businessman i can do this 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 and it's like no like you have to limit yourself and realize like you only have so many talents and you have to work within those natural talents that you have
1: yeah it's you know it's funny you bring that we can bring that into like uh um uh, this this type of this type of thought or this type of concept happens all the time in um in like mythology and like uh and like T V shows and movies all the time. So like you know the Hunger Games? Yeah yeah. Uh, was the Hun- No not the Hunger Games, sorry, I apologize. Um the ins um uh, Oh shit. Divergent. The Divergent series. Oh <laughs> yes Divergent
0: yeah I like that so, I like Divergent yeah. So
1: like they have like different different, you, you're like part sections. of a different group, yeah, yeah, the four, right? The four different, like yeah. you either have the talent to do one, do talent the other, whatever, but you get broken up into different groups and like, that's what you do. Yeah. Like, you know, and like, that's the thing. And like, or like, even in video games, right? Like now it's like, oh, I want to be an elf or I want to be a thing or this, that, but you're broken down into different groups because that's what your talent is for. Mm-hmm. Right. And in society, that's important because if you had everybody in the society who says they can do everything, yeah. nothing gets done. Yeah. Because, because the, the people who the people who are meant to be engineers should go and be engineers people who are meant to do meant to do education should go and do education should be the teachers the, like an ed, an engineer is good at doing building stuff but they may not be good at teaching people how to do stuff mm-hmm. right but then you got people who uh who should be doing like the labor work in terms of like you know the grunt work because they're just good at that kind of stuff they're good they're, they they understand how things work whatever the case may be and then you got the people who are good at at, at like, um, who be who may be good at like transportation or or people who are good at um, city planning or people who are good at whatever, right? And, and when they're good at that, they should stick at it or stick to it because society will run better. Mm-hmm. Just like just like if I'm on a football team and I'm an offensive lineman, do you think I should be playing quarterback? No. no. Yeah. <laughs> if, if and you're, a, and, and you're right. so And you know what?
0: I think football. That's what I like about football. Is football is a sport that is so it's such a good team sport because everyone has their freaking role. Everyone yeah. needs to do their job. Everyone has a different job, and for the team to succeed, everyone has to do their job on that play.
1: Period. Yeah. Exactly. And and you think if I walked into football practice and was like, "Yo, coach, I want to play running back for today. Uh, the running back can play center for the day. How about that?" sure they may do that for fun for a player or too just to joke around and shit yeah but it's not that's not real life you know what i mean like that's just not the way it works and you take that and you apply it to life and you type you apply it to like see that this is the problem that that high that, that high school has become i think um you i don't know if they used to do this when uh i think they used to do this a long time ago they kind of like Gave you an idea of what you would be good at when you were younger. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Oh, you should kind of focus on this because that's kind of what your aptitude kind of says." You yes. can you, 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 whether those are legit um, in terms of like scientifically proven that those tests kind of show that you are really good at that. I think it kind of it would kind of helps, um, kind of help them get get a direction. A lot of these kids just don't have a direction. They don't know where to go. Yeah. They just. And, they just get... and, 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 I, and I think
0: part of the problem is that going, building on what you're saying is, like, I think schools try and funnel you to a job instead of asking, right. what are your talents? Like, because when you think about your talent and be like, hey, you know what? I'm actually pretty good with people. Well, there's a lot of things you can do <laughs> when you're good with people. You can be a salesman. You can be all these different things. So it's like, let's make you better at being good with people. If you're really oh, good at yeah. speaking, let's work on that speaking. But instead, it's like, oh, well. You are working towards being a lawyer, then you're like, oh, I don't really want to be a lawyer. But there's talents that are that are required to be a good lawyer that can also be good at a, a bunch of other things. So if you oh, work on course. the talents, then you you it's easy to kind of figure out other things. But instead, we focus on the job.
1: No, that's funny because we uh, it's actually I have the there's an article I I'm gonna plug the blog on uh on AC. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an article I wrote called. Uh, um, sorry, I apologize. It's called uh, "How to Get the Most Out of High School Athletes." We go. Yeah, we do. And liter- and we literally, we literally just touched on one of the big concepts I talk about in uh, in the article, and that's if you're a coach, you're you, you're going to see the weaknesses in an athlete. Like that's just you're going to know what they are because you can just tell. Sometimes the hard thing is finding the strength in the athlete. Yeah. In terms of like. You're going to have, like, okay, the easy ones to tell for the strengths are performance-based. You can tell that they're strong at one thing or weak at another thing. You can tell that they can squat more, but they have a hard time lunging. So they have a problem with unilateral movements, et cetera, et cetera. Like, those kind of things are are, are, – you can see them. But when it comes to, like, leadership ability, um, how they act under pressure, how they perform – when you're down, how they perform when you're up, how they do, uh, when when things are not necessarily going their way, how do they respond to that situation. Those kind like, you can see, a, say a guy is really good at leading a team, but when the team is down, they crumble themselves, right? Or if you see that the, the team is up, they go and they just, they let off the gas in terms of like, they just feel like they don't need to work hard anymore because they're, the team is winning. Mm. And then, and, and that kind of thing, like those, Then you, and and like when you're talking about the training, right? When you're trying to train an athlete, um, I know that nowadays, like you want to work on weaknesses. I always talk about, you know, you got to work on your weaknesses. And this was a lesson I had to teach myself because even you, you kind of like, I remember when I was, when we first met, I was all about, yo, you got to train your weaknesses so you can become an all around better person. Mm -hmm. Fair. Fair, which is fine. But at the same time, you got to know what your strengths are and kind of, and you got to kind of lean on them because if you don't, if you don't lean on your strengths, you're never gonna. You're always gonna be working a step behind. Yeah. In terms of like, you're gonna be working on your weaknesses all the time, but then your strengths aren't gonna be used for what they're good at. You're just gonna be doing everything that you're bad at instead of like showcasing what you're actually good at. So, as these high school athletes come through, like you know, you you're, there's a time to talk about their weaknesses and stuff like that, but there's more. that You gotta really talk to these athletes and tell them what they're good at. Because if you talk to them what they're good at, they're going to get their confidence up and they're going to get they're going to go do better either in the gym in the, more importantly on the schoolwork. Right. That's the biggest problem with the, a lot of these high school athletes, because I know that I know that um, I know that these high school athletes, some of them have a really hard time when it comes to that. The, the the portion of school where they're actually in class which is a majority of the day mm-hmm. they hate they just hate it they just hate going to school they, like you learn all this stuff if you've ever watched the netflix series um last chance you mm-hmm. like that's a that's a that's a community college right yeah Andy, yeah, yeah, the, yeah it's a community college yeah, and they and they and, and and it's not like the classes are hard like if you sit there and you look at what kind of stuff they're doing it's like that's like high school level basically mm-hmm. but they 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 hate it they literally hate every every part of it with the ounce of their being now why do they hate it like that's the question that you have that why do they hate going to class is it because they feel it's a waste of time or is it because or is it because they feel like they can't do the work you know what i mean they were told this story that oh you're only a good athlete you're not a good you're not good at anything other than being an athlete uh so like it's that kind of a thing when you're talking about dealing with a uh, with a high school athlete there's got to be that balance man yeah there's got to be that balance
0: no and i yeah you touch on a lot of good things man and and well first of all everyone make sure you go to athleticcourage.com and check out that that article it's a great article and it fits really well with what we're talking about um but with the strengths and weaknesses it's so tough because the one thing is it's like there's certain areas that you're weak in and based off of what you're doing, you have to at least gain competency. You have to be competent. Like, you have to get to that base point. But yeah, it it just gets to a point where the reality is nobody wants to work all day on their weaknesses because you're weak at it for... It's depressing, dude. Yes, it is. It it is. It becomes becomes like... Like, if you are a a lineman and you're really good at, you know, your footwork and, and punching, but... Maybe you're not the greatest at, like, pulling. So it's like, you work on this pulling all day, all day, all this. All you do is work on this pulling and, and you're not good at it. After a while, it, it it wears on you. If you, And especially if you're not working on the things that you're really good at. And at the end of the day, what's going to make you great is really going to be those strengths. It's going to be the things that, that you're awesome at, that you continue right. to to kind of push yourself in. I, I, I definitely... Um, think that's huge man but okay so we're, we're we're heading towards wrapping up justin what is what would you say is your your final things that you want to make sure that you, you get across to getting the most out of high school athletes whether you are an athlete or you're a coach dealing with athletes you're a parent doesn't really matter like how do you get the most out of a high school
1: athlete okay so I'll, I'll go from two perspectives I'll go from the athlete and I'll go from the coach cool because I've, I've, I've been both um, so if you are an athlete in high school and you find yourself um you find yourself having a hard time um either staying patient or or getting motivated uh it's important to 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 establish uh, a routine so we we all understand and i hope that you guys understand that education is important it's not something and i don't mean education is important because you need it to get into college that's that's That and and it's it's not about that. It's about it's about what's gonna what being educated or alert having some knowledge is gonna do for you in your sport, right? A lot of a lot of kids don't think about that. So you need to make a routine where you read you read something every day. It doesn't matter what it is. You just gotta read something. Uh, Just because it helps make make connections in your brain. I'm not even talking about college or university. There's legit there's a legit performance. Uh, enhancement when it comes to like making connections with your brain. That's number one. Make a routine where you're reading. Make a routine where you're eating and drinking the right foods. And make a routine where you, you know when you're going to work out. You know when, your, when your, your, your practices are. And also do not be afraid to confide in the coach that's responsible for your performance. Don't sit there and if they're saying something to you that you don't agree with, speak up and ask why they're telling you to do it. That's the biggest problem that I had was I when I first started is I just took the word of my coaches as gospel. Yeah. And, and and and, and it, it's not the, that's not the case. They're humans. They're fallible just as much as you are. So if you find yourself not either not understanding what they're talking about, or find yourself just completely disagreeing with it, ask the questions that need to be asked. This this is a, an important concept that that's talked about in the in the not the movie in the book Extreme Ownership. Ask the questions you need to ask because you never if you start doing things that they're telling you to do And you don't agree with them either a you're gonna get hurt or B You're just not gonna do it to the extent that you need to do it because in the, in your head You've already disagreed with it So just try to get on the same level with your coach and understand in the understanding of what's going on That's the, that's the biggest thing Form discipline about what you're trying to do every single day That's my biggest thing for athletes for coaches you need to be patient with your athlete more so than the, the athlete needs to be patient with themselves. Here's why: if you try to push your, if you try to push the athlete further than they're ready to go too early, they're going to quit, right? And, and if they quit, you just took away. You don't want to. You don't want to take away the 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 positive things the sport can bring to a kid. So you need to be. If you see talent in an athlete, that's great. Find what they're really good at help them kind of move in that direction. At the same time, recognize their weaknesses, recognize their weaknesses, and then kind of gently get them to work on their weaknesses, throw in a weakness during their workout here and there. But but let them know that they're really good at certain things. So, like, a lot of these kids come into high school and they're already down, right? They're already kind of like, maybe they kind of, like, didn't have, like, a really good upbringing or they didn't... Um, they didn't get the, the 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 kind of like emotional encouragement or emotional uh nutrition if you will um as they were growing up again this is a athlete athlete basis when you if you're a team a, a coach for a team you need to break the team down into individuals because that's just weight we're human beings we're not, a, we're not we're not team mindset so understand what the, the athlete needs. Understand what they're good at. Be patient with them, and allow and and just form a plan so they they're they're moving in the right direction. Again, plans don't necessarily work all the time, or they don't they don't stick all the time. But just have some kind of framework where these athletes kind of get they get into the framework, and then they can gently move through it. Don't push an athlete too hard, and also don't push too slow. You you gotta. Find that right balance. If that was the biggest, th- if that's the biggest thing I could tell a coach is, just be patient with all of your athletes because one of them or two of them are gonna fall off or whatever, and you gotta kind of work that in a different way, et cetera, et cetera. You need to be patient as they move through this this crazy soup of BS that high school can be. Uh, so that's the, what the big thing I would say for coaches is just apply a little bit more patience. Uh, to the overall development of your athletes. There we go. Bada
0: boom, bada bing. You guys got it. Um, Obviously, we're going to have Justin back on again. Uh, Make sure you guys write us a review. If you're listening on iTunes, please write us a review on iTunes. That will go uh, a long way in helping more people to uh, run into the conscious athlete. Uh, And if you have any injury questions, please go to the App Store. Make sure you download Co. Ask Your Injury Question. Android version is coming soon. And also, uh, go check out Athletic Courage, especially the article uh, that Justin talked about earlier. I'm going to put that in the show notes as well, so you can get to that easy. Uh, Until next time, you guys, have a good one.
1: Have a good one, guys.